Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Discovery. Time flies when you're learning super cool stuff. I'm Nate. And I'm Callie. If you're dropping in for the first time, welcome to Curiosity, where we aim to blow your mind by helping you to grow your mind. If you're a loyal listener, welcome back. Today, you'll learn about a super vitamin that you might already be taking, some good news about the health of the world's forests, and a new study that mapped ketamine's effects on the brain. Without further ado, let's satisfy some curiosity. Vitamin B12 has long been a fan favorite of health nuts everywhere, and for good reason. It's shown to support bone health. It's essential for the formation of red blood cells that carry oxygen throughout the body. It gives you a little energy boost too, right? Absolutely. It's in most of my energy drinks. And it's known to improve your mood and brain functioning. It plays a key role in nerve function and the production of DNA. It supports health during pregnancy. And some studies even suggest it could help prevent dementia. Okay, when something sounds too good to be true, it usually is. I'm assuming this is the part of the segment where you tell us about a new study that shows vitamin B12 is actually really bad for us or something. Actually, this is one of those rare stories where the new evidence just adds to the magic of the supervitamin. Sorry for saying magic. (laughs) So you mean there are more amazing things to add to the list of vitamin B12's superpowers? Yeah, exactly. So a new study published in the journal Nature Metabolism suggests that vitamin B12 could help with cellular reprogramming and tissue regeneration. I do think I know what that means, but maybe you could explain it to be sure. Absolutely. Think of it as a key player in our body's repair system. So cellular reprogramming is like the reset button for our cells. Imagine a skin cell basically deciding to become a different kind of cell to fix an injury. That's cellular reprogramming in action. Got it. So B12 helps with that process? The study looked at how this process functioned in mice. They found that cellular reprogramming is super hungry for vitamin B12. Without enough of it, the whole process sort of slows down. And the thing is, even though mice typically get a ton of B12 in their diets, the researchers were surprised to see that adding even more of it through a supplement actually made the reprogramming process way more efficient. It's like a turbo-boosting cell regeneration. Yeah. They also found that intestinal cells that kickstart the repair process in conditions like ulcerative colitis benefit from extra B12. Ulcerative colitis is all about inflammation, right? Exactly. It's a chronic inflammatory bowel disease that causes all kinds of bowel issues, and it affects millions. So it would make sense that if vitamin B12 helps the process of tissue repair, it would also be helpful for inflammation. You got it. The same research team conducted another study and found that higher levels of B12 in the blood are linked to lower inflammation. And conversely, lower levels of B12 lead to errors in how genes function. So I guess the moral of the story is that more vitamin B12 is good and less is bad. (laughs) I mean, some scientists might take issue with the phrasing of your findings, but the research seems to bear out. So which foods are rich in B12? Uh, meat, fish, eggs, and if you want a super dose of it, you can eat chicken liver. Hmm. I'll probably stick to the meat, fish, and eggs thing. (laughs) Sure. Wildfires have been all over the headlines in recent years. Oh, they're not just in the headlines. The smoke is 
basically in the air. People all over the country have suddenly gotten used to checking air quality monitors during fire season, and the problems seem worse than it's ever been. Absolutely. In the EU, nearly a quarter million hectares of land were burned as of July of 2023. That's about 618,000 acres. And over 53,000 fires burned more than two and a half million acres in the forests of the United States. And Canada was a really rough year for them. In 2023 alone, an estimated 10 million hectares have been burned, making it the country's worst wildfire season on record. So I'm hoping this is the part of the story where you say you have good news. Well, I just might. A study that's been going on for two decades in the Sierra Nevada range in California has found that the techniques that Mother Nature uses to thin out the world's forests might actually help us humans reduce the risk of wildfires. So what are Mother Nature's techniques and why have we been ignoring them? Well, it might sound counterintuitive, but Mother Nature's way of reducing wildfires is setting fires. (laughs) Okay, yeah, that does sound counterintuitive. But we're talking about controlled burns here, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, Mother Nature isn't concerned with controlled burns, but throughout the eons, <laughs> lightning has pretty regularly ignited old brush and trees. And when that happens, the forest thins out. And lots of the stuff that gets burned is the dry, dead organic material. I mean, it's basically kindling. Totally. So fast forward to, you know, humans coming around. If we had a choice between a massive forest fire and no massive forest fire, we'd obviously choose the latter, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, we got really good at stopping or diminishing natural fires. And that turned out to be not so great. I guess I can see why. If that dry stuff just sticks around, it starts to pile up. Yeah. Great swaths of wilderness became like forests full of matchsticks. By stopping something that seems bad, forest fires, we're actually disrupting a very vital part of the forest's life cycle. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. But on the other hand, we still don't really want crazy, out-of-control wildfires. I mean, I think I could safely say that 10 million hectares of burnt Canadian forest is overall not a great thing, right? So that's where this study comes in. Lead author and professor of fire science at the University of California, Berkeley, wanted to see how effective human-caused controlled burns and what they called restoration thinning are in reducing the risk of wildfire. They used nine experimental plots and three control plots to apply different combinations of burning and thinning. And I assume the control plots were just left to grow on their own without any interventions. Exactly, yeah. They found that the experimental plots showed higher resilience to wildfire than control plots. And even better, the thinning and burning reduced competition for resources among trees. Okay, wait, so actually setting fire to some of the trees and cutting other ones down made the forest healthier? Yep. And there's even a financial benefit because it means that more trees can be harvested for lumber and other uses. Okay. Were there any negative effects from burning and thinning? Well, if there are, they didn't find them. The study suggests that these techniques are all upside. And that's why California is planning to expand the use of prescribed burns to around 400,000 acres annually by 2025. That is a lot of land. It's a ton of land. And that's the biggest challenge. They have to train enough people to do the work safely, and they need to wait for pretty specific weather conditions so that the fires that are controlled don't spiral out of control. But these sections of forest are not only resistant to wildfires, they also act as a fire break for wildfires that encroach. Wow. Okay, so if a wildfire starts, areas that have been managed can slow their progress. Slow or even stop it in some cases. 
man, humans have done a lot of damage to our environment. So it's always good to hear that we're also capable of doing some good. Couldn't agree more. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A new study has used whole brain mapping to get a better understanding of the effects of the controversial drug ketamine. Uh, ketamine has been in the news a lot lately. Like I, I know that it's definitely been abused as a recreational drug, but I've also heard that there could be some therapeutic uses to treat things like depression, right? Oh, absolutely, which is why a study like this is so important. So ketamine has traditionally been used as an alternative anesthetic and for pain management. It's kind of one of those drugs that seems to solve some of the problems other drugs cause. When used as an anesthesia, for example, it actually stimulates the circulatory system rather than depressing it like other anesthetics, which helps people breathe while they're under. Okay, and I know it's also given sometimes in post-surgery for pain. Exactly. It can reduce morphine use, level out pain, and limit the nausea and vomiting typical after surgery. But those are basically one-time uses, otherwise pretty limited. But ketamine has shown a lot of promise in treating depression, especially the kind of depression that is proven to be treatment-resistant. Okay, I see where this is going. That kind of treatment would probably need to be longer term, right? Exactly. There's a huge difference between taking it once or twice after surgery and being treated with it over a longer period of time to address depression. And the thing is, there's just not a ton of research on the long-term effects of ketamine on our brains and bodies. All right, so what does the study say? It's actually really interesting and could lead to some pretty targeted treatments. But it's not all great. They found that ketamine exposure decreases dopamine neurons in the midbrain areas. Those are linked to things like mood regulation, but it actually increases dopamine neurons in the hypothalamus, which influences our metabolism and our homeostasis. So it causes two opposite changes in different parts of the brain. Yep. It literally rewires the brain after prolonged use. In fact, daily use for up to 10 days showed significant alterations in the brain's dopamine system. And this is the first study to look at that kind of prolonged effect, so this is pretty big. I guess I'm confused a little bit. You said this is good and bad. But it sounds like a rewiring of the brain isn't all that great. Okay, yeah, unless you have a condition like treatment-resistant depression that can be helped by those effects. The big revelation here is that different parts of the brain react differently to ketamine, and that means that any new treatment needs to be targeted. I see. So if you can target the ketamine treatment to specific parts of the brain, you can enhance the therapeutic benefits and cut out the harmful side effects. That is what this research suggests, yeah. And limiting side effects is a big deal for such a powerful drug. Harnessing the potential positives of ketamine without doing any further damage can really change lives. It makes me wonder if other drugs have different effects on different parts of the brain. Well, that's another bigger picture thing about this study. If ketamine can affect similar neurons in various brain regions differently, then they should be looking for that same effect in other drugs. Let's recap what we learned today to wrap up. Vitamin B12, long known for its role in nerve function and blood cell production, has a new superhero role as a new study highlights its pivotal part in cellular reprogramming and tissue regeneration. 
This groundbreaking research not only redefines B12 significance in our diet, but also opens new avenues in regenerative medicine and inflammatory disease treatment. A 20-year experiment in California's Sierra Nevada found that forest management techniques like prescribed burning, restoration thinning, or a combination of both significantly reduce the risk of catastrophic wildfires and improve forest health. These methods also maintain biodiversity and offer a hopeful, realistic solution for wildfire management without negative ecological consequences. A recent study has shown that prolonged use of ketamine leads to significant structural changes in the brain's dopamine system in mice, suggesting the need for more targeted ketamine therapies in medical use. Curiosity Daily is produced by Wheelhouse DNA for Discovery. You can follow our show wherever you get your podcasts, and we would love it if you could take a second to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.